Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Two Brown Babies Podcast. I am with my government brother, my co-host, my, my partner, my Batman and Robin. Now, he's more than a Robin. We'll have to figure that out. But, you know, we're here. How you doing? Doing all right. Batman and Superman. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And then I'm Batman. Fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You're, you're more uh, the Boy Scout, uh, pure, you know, you are. So, we just got done watching the fifth episode of Moon Knight. What is, what's your thoughts? Like, I let me go first. That's so nice. Um, I very much would like additional episodes because um, where they're at now is very layered and, and, and narrative dense. And, um, yeah, so we, you know, started off in, like, a, you know, a, with a mystery, but then, like, you know, you, you saw all the trailers, so the mystery wasn't really a mystery. Like, oh, hey, why, what's going on with the British guy? And like, well, um, there's an alternate personality in there. And so then, you know, you get the costume, and you get some, some superheroing and stuff, but, um, and it's like, and, you know, a little bit of Indiana Jones energy. You gotta find the thing so that you can locate the tomb. And then we switch into this, uh, this um, very trippy play on uh, what's what, you know. And I'm really appreciating it because it's, it's just a different feel, you know. Like it, okay. that, that kind of thing, it does not happen in Marvel products. I mean, um, like this is a pretty really dark show. It's going some very poignant places in regards to what they're showing. I appreciate that immensely. Um, there's a clear reason why um, Disney had you agree to the parental thing when they uh, recently, you know, they're, 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 this, this, this is not a kid-friendly show and there is really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I, 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 I want more of this. I, I want more of this. I agree. I, um, Moon Knight, has been very surprising. Cause I, honestly, other than the adaptation and one of the Spider-Man episodes or so, Moon Knight is fresh to me as far as I don't know a lot about him. Honestly, I don't know a lot about I know about Egyptian gods, but I'm going to have to explore because Marvel has opened up another segment of gods as far as you have Shang-Chi, there segments of special space gods. Now you're going into the depths of Egyptian gods. And just... Um, the intersectionality that could be happening with all the Marvel shows as far as they say it's not connected, but everything is interconnected. It's like the wire. It's all connected. Um, I really enjoy working in the human service field, working with people with uh, mental health disparities. Um, this is what I imagine somebody with uh, dual um, personalities. And... Um, what they might be doing as far as talking to each other, as far as just trying to find yourself. Uh, Moon Knight, in theory, is just a show about what is your identity? Who are you? Um, so it's like really um, layered. Um, Mark Spector, I mean, just interesting, but the star of the show is, I guess, the both Stephen Grant. Uh, Stephen Grant just trying to figure out why, why am I so awkward? Um, who am I? And really, Mark Spector and Stephen, they're supposed to balance each other. 
I love that the outfit as far as just they just went out there like, hey, this is I Moon Knight. And then they went out there with Conchu as far as um, just that depth. Ethan Hawke has been amazing. And, and the last episode being episode five has been intense because you're in a, a, a psych ward. Well, kind of, and you're listening to a hippopotamus, for God's sake. So, I mean, they have, Marvel has said, look, here's my 12-inch Marvel, um, you know, a chocolate bar. Take it, and you're going to enjoy this Marvel goodness because I'm Kevin Feige, and I can do no wrong. I mean, he knows what butts is suppressed. So thank you, Kevin Feige. Um, I, I think I also, I mean, I want to go to Egypt. Egypt looks really interesting. Um, so yeah, I just, just really enjoyed the show. So episode five has really might have been my favorite because it was just different. It was just a different tone than all the other ones, which have been different, like the tones. And this is a true origin story. It's like, huh, what door, what's behind door number one? And then you see the guilt of trauma as far as with comic books, there's so much trauma to Peter Parker losing Uncle Ben um, and at MCU losing Aunt, Aunt May. Trauma. Trauma sticks with you. It sometimes can define you. So Mark, he, um, well, lost his brother and he forever blames himself for that um, that mishap, the accident, and just that splintered relationship with his mother and his father. And I guess what you could what I take away from it, for every decision, there are consequences. And um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to cope uh, with the consequences. And that's where um, Stephen Grant came from. He was a made up, technically made up personality. So I just I just really think it was re- well done. Well done. Any other thoughts, James, as far as Moon Knight? Let's see. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I, I just hope they don't try to you know, wrap up this conflict of season one and that remaining episode because, you know, there's so much to explore. Yes, there has to be a season two, for God's sake. I mean, there has to. There's so much depth. I mean, I want to know more about the Egyptian gods. I mean, hey, what you relate? Do you know, oh, did you know Odin? I mean, did, did we have like a big powwow one day? I mean, this is just really interesting. Oh, I mean, episode five, they dropped the astral plane. Amazing. You know who's on the astral plane? The Shadow King, Professor X. If you're a psychic, if you're a who's who of psychic, uh, world, that's, that's amazing. Oh, it's the ancestral plane. Ancestral plane, so I'm sorry. From Black Panther. Well, okay, that's the Black Panther. Still, that's amazing. Too. Um, world building. <sighs> yes, world building. So We'll, we'll, we'll see, because you know, I mean, that, that will be interesting, because in the comics, it's the, it's the Greek and the Norse pantheons that have the most influence, and the other folks kind of just or, or just like it's forty five, forty five, Greek and and, and and Norse, and then the 
remaining 10% is divided up the three other pantheons. So if, if they decide to give the Egyptians a bit more room in the MCU, that'd be pretty cool. I think Zeus is going to be in uh, Love and Thunder. Oh, yes. You know what? In case I was not under a rock, but I worked all day the, a few days ago. But to my delight, I saw the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. And let me tell you, it was like a mind trip. It was like Flash Gordon again meets um, any fantastic, like, Rocky. And it was like, again, like that coming of age as far as to get Thor is like on a self-discovery. And then I love the um, the communication between him and, the, um, and Peter Quill. It's just really adorable. And, um, and now you're, like you said, you're opening up the mythos of the Olympian gods. So could we have Hercules come in? To the MCU. I mean, just anything is possible at this moment. Anything. Um, what, you, what were your thoughts of um, the trailer for uh, Thor? And how many times did you see it? Mm. Yeah, probably just once or twice. Just once? Know. Okay, yeah. Mm. Well, I think I saw about three. I probably watched it again. But um, yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. So I cannot wait for Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, the trailer was just. Exceptional. And yes, we have Lady Thor, and that's going to be interesting. It's, it's really fascinating to see how they're going to tell that story because that's a very pivotal story in the uh, comics. So um, just kudos to um, Taika Ratiti, who's probably coming back as Korg, and is a brilliant director. So I'm really, really interested to see that movie. Um, it's very, very interesting. It, it does appear that they put Mjolnir back together. Is that how that yes. will be done? Mm-hmm. Yes, I could put that together. So this will be very, very fascinating. Um, and then the villains. I mean, go- if you don't know, uh, it's not a spoiler because it's out in the world. Uh, Gord, God Butcher, is going to be the main villain. So, wow. How is he going to play into this? Uh, he has the Necro sword, and you could have that uh, symbiote connection if you really wanted to. So, again, it's all about world building. You're not playing nice with Sony, so I don't know if they're going to go full symbiote. You know, screw Sony. Let me tell you something. They made that trash film Morbius, and I have not seen it yet, but just a hint of it without Spider-Man. It's just trash. And let me tell you something about on to Sony. Venom 2 was also garbage. Horrible. 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 Oh, man, you're, you're, you're morphing into Jim Rome here. <laughs> Rack him. Rack him. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jim. Even though you're not going to listen to this fantastic radio host. Thank you. Rack him. But, yeah, um, we'll see what happens with the um, Sony-verse. I mean, they're coming out with Madam Web. With, okay, this, she's like a low-rent um Doctor Strange, and not even a good one. So, I mean, she's good, but it's like, if, if you watch Spider-Man, the animated series on Fox, she was um, in that show, and she kind of was able to transverse the multiverse and able to just um, kind of explore different realms. Little known fact, the voice of um, Madam Web was voiced by Stan Lee's wife. Tidbits today. The more you know, the more you know. Um, what else have you been up to, guys? Any 
Any shows, any other things that you've ever seen? Oh, well, yes. I, I, I was able to sit down and I watched in its entirety The Cut. The Cut. Now, tell me about The Cut. Now, don't, don't think we're talking about some X-rated movie. We're talking about, well, the four-hour monstrosity, or at least you want to sit through, The Justice League. What were your thoughts? Tell me about it. Cause I'll never see it. Well, I mean, I enjoyed that it was a uh, much more sensible, and that you know, cause they they hacked it to pieces and you know, grafted on the stuff that Whedon shot to make the film, and seeing the original vision for the film, it, it worked out better. Cause you know, people had room to breathe. You know, cause if you cut half the film out. You know, you're 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 losing a lot of substance. Like Cyborg was much more meaningful to the plot than he was in the uh, Whedon cut. The um, it just overall the the just the the tone in the film just worked better because uh oh yeah Steppenwolf. Now it, it's interesting that Steppenwolf in the Whedon cut. I like his design more in Whedon, but. Overall, his dialogue was just bloody terrible. You know, like, like, I do this for mother, for mother, 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 mother. What, what is this, Psycho? Like, is this Norman Bates? Is it? And and so, in the actual uh, Snyder cut, he, you know, Darkseid is still in it. And so, they clearly mention that he's doing this for Darkseid because he wants, like, he, he failed him a long time ago, and Darkseid said, You gotta. You know, conquer this many worlds before I'll even consider letting you back on on uh, Apocalypse. And so, you know, that motivation is much more endearing than just mother this, mother that, mother this, mother that. So, would you say that Joss Whedon's um, rendition was a slap in the face to uh, to the four-hour cut? I mean, calling it a slap in the face. I, I think that's a little bit much because to me that that says that it was an affront and a, and a, and a like I mean a, 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 like you know it was his intent to cause this sacrilege and it, he was set up to fail. I mean realistically he should not have taken that job. I mean when you say hey we want you to take a movie that's done and we want you to cut it down by fifty percent and we also want you to reshoot it so that it has a different Oh yeah, you've got like three months to do it or two months, and, and like any anybody with half a brain would have said no. Mm-hmm. But you know, we know like, hey, I I, I want I I, I, I I I don't know maybe you know doing two Avengers movies maybe he's all like, hey, I'm 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 I'm, I'm big pimping. You know? We all know that Kevin Feige is the mastermind behind a lot of what's happening in the studio. I know Josh Whedon did a fantastic job with the original Avengers movie. And honestly, Age of Ultron, after you look at it, was fantastic. So, kudos to you. Hope, uh, Josh Whedon, you can rehabilitate your career. I know you've had, like, a rough patch as far as with the cancel culture and everything else. But, um, you know, um, hopefully the DCEU will recover from that, from many slaps in the face. Speaking of slaps in the face, I saw the Serena William Richard Williams movie, who starred Will Smith. Uh, yeah, I went there. I went there. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. Um, 
Will Smith, <laughs> what's wrong with you? What uh, is wrong with you? You go up like a casual mobster and like I'm having like a sandwich. And it's like, okay. Oh, uh, Chris Rock compared my wife to Demi Moore, who was an absolutely stunning woman. Oh, we're sorry. I didn't know that. Uh, most people didn't know that you had alopecia. I don't watch the Red Room or whatever, Holly, uh, Holly Berry, but Jada Pickett um, does me. What was the last thing that Jada Pickett actually did? She was in that Batman uh, TV series, uh, Gotham, which she was okay with. But you know what? Will Smith. Whoa, brother. Whoa, brother. You went up and casually went up and slapped Chris Rock. And then casually went back to your seat, said, Get my get my wife's name out of your mouth! Get your wife's name out of my mouth! Like, what is wrong with you? And, and, and then you make it bad for every other brother. Because let me tell you something, my friend. Um, it was a black man that was directing the Oscars. Um, you interrupted um, the Academy nomination for another African black man. So... And, and then also just the depiction is that, oh, hey, Will Smith, he was like this softy, this nice person, but really, he, he betrayed a stereotype. And really all you had to do is when you got up and won the award, which you deserve, you should have apologized to Chris Rock right then and there. Um, you were wrong, Mr. Uh, Will Smith. I will always still endure you and love you for... Uh, Men in Black, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, you know what? Let me kind of tell you. Maybe there's something going on with Will Smith. Now, I saw the trailer. Now, I'm sounding like my dad. But I saw the trailer in the first few minutes of Bel-Air. My God, it's like The Wire meets Bel-Air. It's like all gritty and stuff. So maybe there's something going on with Will Smith's mind that he's like all hype and has some violent tendencies that he's been hiding in his recesses of his mind since he's been from Philadelphia or something. So really, um, maybe the Bad Boys movie where um, the captain was saying, you gotta get stable. You can't always be on the horse. You gotta get your horse stable. And you can't be in chaos. Well, obviously, Will Smith was in chaos. So, you know, Chris Rock, by the way, you handled it like a true professional. So I hope you make Lots of money, and... Oh, he will. Yes, and, and, and Will Smith, if you ever listen to this, I hope that you continue to act. I hope that you learn from this. And also, since we're talking about Moon Knight, you need therapy, sir. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you bring up many good points. And, well, I mean, so you, you believe that a, a Fresh Prince reboot that was a, a comedy would, would, would be successful? You, you, I mean, I mean, I just think that maybe make a new show. Okay. I mean, that's not Fresh Prince. That's like a new show. It just has Fresh Prince on it. Bel Air. Bel It's not Will Smith. It's not Bel Air. It's something totally different. Yeah. Uh, totally. Well, the, well, it's a very, you know, because of how much art there is for any individual actor, you, you know, it's, it's interesting the things that you can find. Uh, I'm reading this quote from uh, a Will Smith movie. Uh, I apologize to the people of Los Angeles. My behavior has been improper, and I accept the consequences. I ask my fellow Angelinos for their patience and understanding. 
Life here can be difficult for me. After all, I am the only one of my kind. During my incarceration, I will be participating in alcohol and anger management treatment. You deserve better from me. I can be better. I will be better. This was taken from Hancock. If you haven't seen Hancock, godly go see that film. It is a fantastic scene where he's in prison and some guy just comes up to him and says, hey, what you gonna do about it? And he says, look, you don't want any of this smoke. You don't want this smoke. No smoke, no smoke. And let me tell you something. He literally put his ass, up, his head up somebody else's ass. It was the most iconic scene that I've seen in a while. I've never seen my dad laugh so hard. He gave like this mint belly laugh. <laughs> I mean, he just laughed. It was like, that was just an amazing bonding scene. So uh, thank you both Smith, for the many great memories. I hope, I'm sorry that um, Blight, uh, the Netflix movie, has been canceled, but maybe it may not be more about him. It's maybe that Netflix has lost 25% of their stock because people have uh, canceled their subscriptions, which is, you know, Netflix will be okay. But, yes. Well, the, the executive will be okay. Executives, but, you know. Yeah. You know, with Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, HBO Max, I mean, they're, they're cannibalizing. Someone's got to, someone's going to lose here. Yeah. I mean, we can't have all this. I mean, look, I like Disney Plus. I do have my Amazon. But how much is too much TV? I mean, if you work full time, and you actually work, you don't actually have time to watch TV. Now, I mean, God bless the YouTubers that actually have made a career, and that's their job. I wish I would have did that 15 years ago. I would have moved to L.A. or something, or New York, or just started my own studio. Maybe it's not too late. But in any case, it's an amazing time to be a fanboy. Um, we also, um, so yes, well, I want to say that, let's talk about Will Smith. I really didn't, you really should watch King Richard. It was fantastic. It talked about the journey of Venus Williams and also Serena, and just really working hard, fighting for your families, um, parenting. Uh, Richard Williams, he was kind of a quack, but he loved his daughter, he loved his wife. Um, he took some responsibilities and he invested. And really, when it comes down to parenting, you have to invest your time, you have to be able to give up your ultimate sacrifice. You have to sacrifice for your kids. Kind of like the big guy upstairs, Jesus Christ. He sacrificed himself so we could live again, if you're into that um, God stuff. I mean, the Bible could be considered one of the biggest uh, comic books ever of all time. I mean, but yeah, we can get to Joe, but yes. Um, yes. Any case, that's King Richard. And um, we also um, we saw Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, we did. Riddle me this, Paul. Yes. Could Jesus sacrifice himself for the soul stone and keep the stone since he's like three and one? <laughs> so would he be getting rid of the Holy Spirit? Or your body? Your spirit? Or your body? Or your body? Um, I figure, you know what? He's Jesus Christ. He would just kind of say, look, bread's gone. This is what this is what it is. <laughs> you don't want this smoke. Here, here, here is some holy bread. I'm gonna restore. I'm gonna heal your skin. I'm gonna use my Jesus power. I'm gonna transport you back to Earth. 
you're going to live a good life. If you ever step out of the line, I will make sure you go into the most horrible gulag ever in space. And nobody will ever know your name. <laughs> kind of like Thanos. And this is part of the Marvel. What, what Jesus Christ are you talking about? This is the Marvel Jesus Christ. <laughs> obviously, the Marvel Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously, Marvel Jesus Christ. I mean, he travels the multiverse and just tries to repent. Who? I mean, if Jesus Christ had to repent, somebody. Who? I mean, what would be like a good person that you would say, "Hey, if Jesus could have a conversation with somebody, who would that be?" That's a fictional character. Darth Vader. Dark Vader, oh my god. I mean, both have, I mean, that'd be kind of interesting. Both have daddy issues as far as, like, God left, I mean, kind of like, was a surrogate. Like, hey, I'm going to impregnate Mary. And, um, you know, in the Dark Vader, I mean, technically he was created by the Metachlorians. I mean, kind of a God complex here. I mean, I mean, that, I mean, I'm going to tell you something here. George Lucas, yeah, I, I enjoy it. When you came up with the Metachlorians, you mean as a teenager, it's like, what? What? Okay. I get it. But um, you're going to have to answer for some things in the pearly gates. He says, first, God will first say, the force is strong with you. But what the heck were you thinking? What were you thinking with the Metachlorians? It's interesting. So uh, I, it's a very good uh, parallels as far as... Um, between uh, Star Wars and kind of God. Now, I know for the 25 people that listen here, and maybe if somebody digs this up in 10 years, look, I respect God. Don't cancel me. Um, but yes, you know, don't cancel me. Just, just, just don't cancel me. This is just a fun banter. Uh, me mean you no harm. All right. So we're, we're going to pivot off of... Um, God, because, you know, people might cancel me, you know, the cancel culture. We're going to talk about the cancel culture at some point in a future episode, because I am kind of just tired of the cancel culture, the woke culture, the conservative culture. Um, yeah, just all of it. Oh, you know what I did see? It's part, because of things that are being rebooted, WrestleMania. I watched it with my buddy. Michael the Dennis. You know, Steve Austin came back and he did not miss a beat. What? 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 Fantastic. So, if you have a chance, watch WrestleMania. Pretty good. Um, the Undertaker speech for the Hall of Fame was actually really good as far as just, um, matter of fact, after the break, um, I'm going to talk about that. As far as um, just how moving that uh, speech was to me. Um, but do you have anything, before we go to break, do you have anything that you want to say as far as, I know we did watch Fantastic Beasts. Any thoughts about that? Uh, well, you know, eh, well, I mean, I, I appreciate the vibrancy of the world that Fantastic Beasts put forward. You know, there's just... It, there, there's just, uh, it, it, it's, I wish I had the word for it, you know, like the, the Harry Potter verse that is built 
Yeah. It's just a sense of wonder that you don't get from a lot of films. Like early Jurassic Parks as they just kind of like, you know, built that that mystique of like, holy crap, these dinosaurs look legit. And so they're really doing that with just, you know, with the wizarding world and the magic. Now, I do still have the same issue with these prequel films as I did with the Harry Potter films, which is there's just like this jarring gulf in regards to wizarding combat where it's either force push or disarm or um or stun like which is most fights and then there's like oh, i'm gonna conjure a like a giant earth tornado and i'll counter it with a fire uh, vortex and it's like oh wow this is really interesting and, and that stuff only happened for like 15 seconds because it's really more expensive than force push and and uh and stunned, and and so I was just like that. That that kind of takes me off. Like, hey, these are powerful wizards, and um, yeah, they're not gonna do much. You know, like there was a movie that like Fly People might remember. It's called Covenant. It was about male witches that had powers that they inherited from like the Salem witches, and most of the movie they really didn't do much with those powers. Cause, but it's also like early two thousand. CGI was expensive, but still, it, it it was a lackluster. But back to Fantastic Beasts. Um. Mads Mikkelsen is awesome in anything he's in. Um, it would have been interesting to see Johnny Depp reprise his role, but, you know. He, you know Cancel he's... culture again. He had a personal issue with Amber Heard. They should have just <laughs> let him continue to act, for God's sake. I mean, for God's sake, you have Ezra Miller, who's been kicking, having some type of issue in Hawaii, where he's got arrested multiple times. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, uh, my bro. As far as I wish that um, Ezra, um, Johnny Depp was in there, but Mad Mikkelsen was good. I'm going to let you continue with your assessment. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Is, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, I mean, I only went to see it because you were going to go see it. You know, that, that, that wasn't on my uh, short list of films to see. You know, if I watch Fantastic Beasts 2 on demand, because, you know, you talked about it, and I haven't even seen the first Fantastic Beasts. So, I mean, this isn't the not the movie, okay? Just, just, um, everything that I see, or anybody that, anybody that everybody, we all have preferences, and, I I could say that it was underwhelming. It was definitely underwhelming. Um, the movie was, I'm gonna tell, okay, a few things. This is about the secrets of Dumbledore. So... The secret was that he was a gay man in love with Mad Mickelson. So, I don't know how the LGBTQL operates, but wouldn't they be mad about the title The Secret of Dumbledore that they don't want gayness to be a secret? I mean, just, just my thoughts as far as on the matter. I thought that they did execute a nice love story between... Mad Mickelson and um, Jude Law, so I just thought it was um, interesting. Well, you know, it also be in reference to um, Kylo Ren. I mean, um, oh god, uh, to Credence. Credence. Dumbledore. Yeah, Credence. That was a very good story. So um, I just thought it was. And also Ezra Miller. Yeah, Ezra Miller. Yeah, he's very popular. He'll be coming out with um, the f- new uh, Flashpoint. Although uh, no, after the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, DC will still be behind the eight ball again. Um, and we will be talking about that after the break, too. Um, but yeah, Fantastic Beasts, very, very interesting. I, I would give it about a five or a six. It's, 
was something to do, something to get out of the house. Um, I saw my, oh yeah, when I was leaving the theater, I saw uh, the security guard, I don't know his name, but I always say, hey, what's up? And we just talked about movies and said, hey, this movie's good, it's great. It's good that he survived COVID because I haven't seen him the last few times. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's still working because people are just always looking for work. Um, so speaking about like Harry Potter franchise to verse, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. I know you passed away a long time, a few years back, but my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in Harry Potter was just that he was in love with Harry Potter's mom. And um, in a way, he was always protecting Harry Potter, just kind of like a sleeper agent. So I just thought that was really good. I loved the Half-Blood Prince uh, movie at the end where Alan Rickman said, look, look, man, I am the Half-Blood Prince, you itch. So, um, amazing. Amazing. So, here to um, Alan Rickman, and we'll be back after the break. Well, welcome back, uh, audience. We uh, also just got done watching the last episode of Moon Knight. And tomorrow we're about to go see uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we're going to have a, a crew going. We're going to have the legendary uh, Joey Solomon and my good buddy Forrest Ghostum. And um, yeah, what's your thoughts of the last episode of Moon Knight, my government brother? All right. Um, so uh, what well, goes without saying? What will precede, what, what, what will follow will be um, heavily spoiler laden. So um, if you have not seen the final episode of Moon Knight, then uh, you'll have to we'll skip this section of the episode. So uh, yeah, sorry about that. So, um, well, both of us were uh, concerned about, you know, if it would feel rushed with all the stuff they you know, put forward. And so far in the season, and having only one episode to wrap it all up, and uh, I don't think they did a pretty good job. Despite that, you know, they um, you know, they packed a lot in, in but it didn't feel packed. You know, it felt like they, you know, did all the things they needed to do. I mean, I I would have liked to see some stuff extended. I mean, they they could have done another episode, but with what they did with the episode they had was sufficient. It was cool stuff, you know. I, I, you know, appreciated them adding to a roster of super beings and making Layla the avatar for. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it. Kalea, Kalea, the the, the, the the hippo, the hippo yeah, goddess. The hippo goddess, yeah. yeah. And you know, though uh, her abilities seemed a little bit too much like uh, the Falcon, but you know, you know, there's only so much you can do, you know. Oh, uh, let's see. I enjoyed her. She kicked ass. She, she kicked a lot of ass. She, she, she kicked a cubic ton of ass. She I, she kicked so much ass, I feel like she needs a permit for the amount of ass that she kicked. You know? She reminded me of what's the uh, character from The Punisher season one who got shot in the head? Uh, Madani. Madani. Oh my gosh. He was like the superhero 
superpower version of Madani. My brother has the hots for Madani. So if you're looking actors who play Madani, if you're listening, my brother's single. He's available. He'll treat you right. He'll treat you right. He, he's waiting for another job, though. So, but you're rich, so you can be a sugar mama. And, I mean, he's a good guy. So there you go. Madani all the way. Um, yes. But, but jokes aside, I mean, no, in, in all seriousness, I, I, I was distracted by how attractive she was. I was like, I, I can't believe her as an FBI agent. Like, it's just, she's just too good looking. I mean, like, that, that's not something that commonly happens in all the films and TV shows I watch. But, like, she just, uh, she checked a lot of aesthetic boxes for me, you know? Like, boom. So, yeah. She's looking. So, anywho, um, I mean, I guess they both had the curls, but, uh, eh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, okay, well, yeah, Paul and that story. I'm, I'm not as, uh, as, uh, taken with the actress that played Layla. You know, I mean, she had like a little, she had a nice look, and I like, not as smooth as Madonna. That's what it is. Um, but in any case, I, Moon Knight, <laughs> It was great. You had a giant alligator that devoured souls. I mean, this was like a prep work for Galactus. Like, how do you think that they'll believe a giant is this, like, giant god? So let's start with Egyptian gods. And as my brother was saying, this is a kaiju, kaiju fight. And um, I really endured, actually, the, um, the bond between uh, Mark and Steven as far as Mark didn't want to leave Steven to pretty much die. And just that bond, that kind of provided balance. And um, it, was just, it was just interesting. And then uh, obviously Layla trying to prove her worth. And Ethan Hawke's character, um, <laughs> he wanted to serve Ahmet. And I enjoyed the voice talent for Ahmet. Uh, really, really good and talented. Um, and just, it was a well done. Yes, like my brother uh, mentioned before, doing a review, they could have uh, included even more episodes. But you know what? Um, kudos. Kudos to Marvel to, to doing another fantastic uh, uh, show. Um, and then obviously, spoilers! If you haven't seen the last episode, tune off now. Um, <laughs> Alright, stop it. Uh, in any case, um, the cutscene. They uh, introduced Jake Lockley, who's obviously a hitman. Interesting. Interesting. Now, in the comics, Jake was a cab driver persona personality, so they seem to be making some adjustments because uh, well, he also only uh, spoke in Spanish during his uh, spoken lines. So, uh, I mean, that's a good way to differentiate because otherwise. Um, I mean, particularly because it was only going to be like for one scene, it'd be a crap ton of work for uh, 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 Oscar Isaac to have to develop, I guess, you know, a Brooklyn accent or just some other accent to differentiate his normal speaking voice from the personality of, of, of Jake. So, you know, like there were, those, there were scenes, if you've been watching the, the episode, where, you know, neither one of them was aware of what would happen. And, and of course, you saw the third sarcophagus, in, or the second sarcophagus that indicated a third personality when they went into the uh, dreamscape or mindscape. And so now you've got it's, it's all revealed. 
And, you know, well, when when Contra released those two, he did not release the third. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, I, I just I enjoyed it. It reminded me of, you had Contra just all gangster, like, I'm a gangster guy. <laughs> I'm a gangster guy. I, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. I'm an Egyptian gangster guy, and all in white because he had his his white outfit on because it's springtime, you know. So you can wear white now. And um, he's a guy. He's not bound by that Labor Day yeah, rule. This, this, this is very true. He does not care. But said, "Look, man, you thought that Mark and Stephen were the only were the only ones? <laughs> no kind, sir." I got one. I want you to meet somebody. It's like a wrestling promo. You gotta meet this guy right here. Bam! And um, just really, really good. So um, I definitely give the Moon Knight series. I give it about an eight stars. It was really good, really informative, enjoyable. I would, if I had to say, as far as series, I'm t- I'm gonna put a tie between Loki and uh, WandaVision. I thought they were. Fantastic. I would put Loki uh, above it just slightly. Um, and then I would do uh, Captain America, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Fantastic series. And then I would put Moon Knight. And then Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye's actually is pretty good too. So that's just my personal preference. It's my taste palette. I might change over time. But um, what are your final thoughts when it comes to Moon Knight? Well, as a. a individual who has interest in the, the psychological I did find the dynamic between the two personalities uh, I, good old uh, Stephen Grant and uh, of course Mark Spector are interesting and, uh, but the question is is it a healthy dynamic I mean they're definitely in a better better uh, what's the word they say uh, balance uh, and Interaction at the end of the series and at the start, but there's the question of codependency. You know, like at the end of the day, Stephen was created as a psychological protection. I mean, that's how um, alternate personalities, you know, come to be, where the main is experiencing some intense trauma and creates this alter to deal with that trauma that they will not or cannot deal with. And so, while it's definitely uh, uh, praiseworthy for him to have left his piece to 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 help his alternate personality, Stephen, there is still the issue of, um, well, you're, are you still going to use him as a well coping mechanism to to, to, to deal with stuff that you don't want to deal with? As you saw when he was, I don't know, about to be. Killed again by Harrow. Uh, he, he, he. I mean, that's that's the question. Did he consciously call on Jake in that moment, or did Jake assert himself on his own? That, that that's something that remains to be seen. We'll probably explore that in, in two. But 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 definitely, it, it's it's now uh, it, it's it's interesting to just to see how their dynamic as the two alters, well, not the two, like the main is is Mark and the alter is Steve. And just how they'll, you know, find their equilibrium going forward. You know, it's like he, he doesn't want to be alone. You know, and and, and, and we, we all want to have a companion, someone who will be there for us through thick and thin. And for for Mark, that person is Stephen. 
But uh, like oh, Milo and Otis. Right, My, what, Milo and Otis. Yes, it's the, the old school movie from the '90s where it's a dog and a cat, and they were uh, had to travel back to their masters. Yeah. Wait, Homeward Bound? No, well, Homeward Bound was one, but um, Milo and Otis. Look in your Google machine, and you'll be able to look up Milo and Otis. That's a real thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brave Little Toasters. They had almost more than a duel. They had two together. Um, Tango and Cats. Yes, yes. It, it should be. St- I don't know how the Ray Little told. There was that one, one scene where like a, a, a vacuum cleaner that died, and it was just like really great. Like, like how did this get approved? It was nightmare fuel. Yeah. I quite enjoyed. I thought it was just. What am I watching? This is so dark. This is dark. I mean, even American Tale. You had Fievel and the uh, cat, Ashley Fievel, and then what was this friend? Um, uh, Tony. Tony. And then also you had the cat played by Don DeLuise. A duo, a duo, and he had five wounds and his sister. Somewhere out there, beneath a roof of stars. I mean, as a kid, American Tale was just great, just fantastic. And I mean, who can also, I mean, as far as duels, I mean. Soundwave and Megatron, Soundwave and uh, and Laserbeak, and if you want to top the duels, obviously Starscream and Megatron. Um, so yes, yes, it, it just impressive. And then uh, as we digress, but duels, great duels, indeed. Comic books and uh, literaries are about duels. Uh, any other final thoughts you want to talk about Moon Knight before? We move on. Uh, yeah. Um, if you're a fan of video games, uh, I would recommend going and spending the nine ninety nine. Well, uh, oh, okay. Oh, well, you'll need some time. I would recommend spending the nine ninety nine and the copious hours it will take you to finish a a a blast from the past that also looks into a man with alternate personalities, Zeno Gears. This is one of the most no, it, 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 there's just so much going on in that game. I mean, it, it, it bears its own episode, you know, for itself. But point being, it, 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 it's sci-fi and mecha and alternate personalities, and it's world uh, world-spanning conspiracies and, 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 and dark secrets. Super cool game. Heavily recommended. And um, it, it, if you have it, 50 hours of your life to give up, but I do recommend that you should have been younger and played it, um, do it, do it. Open the trunk. Do it. Open the trunk. Open, open it, open it now. You must read from the book. They can read from this book. Um, so absolutely. Um, oh yeah, we're watching Winning Time. Winning Time is um. I show that has a satirical approach of the L.A. Lakers and how Dr. Jerry Bush, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and the rest of the Lakers um, came to fame. And I think if you have a moment, just watch it. I think they take some satirical uh, approaches, but I really thought that the overall overarching themes as far as just uh, working hard, family, family coming together in different ways. You don't always have to be related to, and then. Matthew Johnson, as far as just a wide-eyed um, man-child who 
wanted to be successful, but he truly had a sex addiction. I mean, he enjoyed he enjoyed the cooch, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, one scene it's like with four women at once. I mean, that's a lot. That's why he got to his. And uh, yeah, but you, you just watch the show. They have a uh, Spencer Spencer Haywood who's from um, Detroit, and he played for the Lakers just for that one year. I just thought that the scene between him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whose nickname is Cap, I, I thought it was just fantastic because he was dealing with drug use. It was just one mistake, I mean, one lapse, you can just fall back into the doldrum. So I, if you have a chance, if you're a basketball fan or a sports fan, you should watch Winnie Time. It's on HBO Max. Um, Maybe I'll have a deep dive at some other time, but uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. That that'll be kind of a one-sided deep dive. Huh? It, it would. So maybe it'd just be like this is our one-sided conversation. Then so let's talk about tomorrow. What happens tomorrow for us? Uh, tomorrow we will be going to see a movie to end all movies. Well, I won't go that far, but. That, that, that would be Infinity War. We're in game. But, uh, We're in the end game now. We will, we'll be seeing the second movie uh, in the Doctor Strange series of films. Of course, on his second appearance. He's, 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 he's been pretty, pretty prevalent. Of course, at this point, he's more like Doctor Plot Device, where he just, you know, outside, you know, he shows up to, you know, do what he needs to do to move the plot forward, and then he disappears. And, you know, that's the issue, of course, with having someone as powerful as Doctor Strange. It's like, all right, well, here's this giant wave for me to be occupied with like, conveniently. So the rest of you guys, you know, you know, do what you guys need to do. Like, Doctor Strange, what needs to I, I, I can't tell you or it doesn't happen. Just just trust me. Just trust me. I, I, got, I got to deal with this wave. And then, all right, so, uh, yeah, Peter, I will cast that spell for you. And, uh, oh, so you're going to screw around and I'm going to just disappear in the mirror dimension and not come back until you need me. All right, so enjoy having your movie back. Uh, there was not any other way. Dust it. Um, so, what's your predictions, your thoughts? I mean, I... Honestly, uh, it's hard to say. You know, I, going back to No Way Home, like, I, I, like they spoiled everything. Okay, they're bringing back the other... Previous Spider-Man, you know, they're bringing in the villains. Like, and I'm just like, I knew what they were gonna have in their deck, and I'm still wild by them drawing the cards, man. I'm still wild by it. Like, hey, 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 there's, there's, there's Garfield, there's McGuire. Like, ah, ah, they're just doing spider things. It's the old spider people. <laughs> there, there, there is an updated trailer for Doctor Strange, and they drop the Illuminati. And they said, here. Let's meet the Illuminati. It's like, okay, they're just going for it. Just going for it. Kevin Feige, you're just you're going for a man. Like, hey, again, I'm Kevin Feige. I mean, they're, they're doing what Star Wars should have done. It's like, at this point, you know, the Marvel product is an excuse to print money nine times out of ten. Uh, of course, um, it had some flops uh, in humans and uh, Iron Fist. But, you know, overall, it. I it, am Iron Fist. You know they they tend to do well, so I was like, hey, you could just 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 slap that that that, that Marvel, uh, you know, uh, logo 
at the beginning of your thing and you know people will come and see it and they'll say hey you know we we can do something different like i saw a cnn story to basically with the tagline like finally marvel made a different movie so i mean i didn't read the whole story i didn't want to be spoiled but you know like i'm hoping to still see i'm hoping to just you know see something i'm not expecting well, I'm interested because first you have Sam Raimi, who really, if you want to look at it, he kind of really started, reignited the superhero uh, frenzy with the original Spider-Man um, franchise with Tobey Maguire. We won't talk about the dancing scene, but you know, I looked at that part three. That wasn't really so bad. It's just out of a comic book. But um, yeah, in on, uh, Sam Raimi, who is from Michigan, by the way. Um, he really got to start from horror with um, Bruce Campbell as far as Evil Dead. and So he's definitely a, a visionary in that part. So we'll, I'm curious to see. My, my takeaway is, are we going Superior Iron Man? How about Professor Rhett, who appears he's in it? What version? Uh, Scarlet Witch? And just, I just, I'm just curious. I, I, I don't know much. I've stayed off the internet. So I am just super stoked. And um, we'll have a review, um, spoiler review. And um, we're going to be talking Doctor Strange um, this after this episode. So, uh, wasn't it Kareem Abdul-Jabbar that said that? You look like something out of a comic book. Yeah. In the Bruce Lee movie? Yes. 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 Um, well, we're about to go see a live-action movie comic book film. Um, so we're kind of, we're both excited, we're stoked, make minds marvel. Uh, any other, um, things you'd like to add before we, uh, conclude for this, uh, podcast episode? Any uh, other? It looked like Shuma Garath in the trailer, so, like, if he's just gonna, like, cameo, I mean, it, it, or, like, it, it looks like Shuma, but, you know, if, if he's just gonna be, like, one scene, and I don't think that's going to be Shuma. That's like a, like a Cthulhu level threat, you know. And he's just like, all right, let me just like throw this bus at him. And, and well, you know what? Marvel does have a horrible track record of, of treating their villains pretty poorly. So hopefully, they um we got some A-list villains coming up. Galactus, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer who became a anti-hero. Um, yeah, Sinister, maybe. You really say anti-hero for Surfer? I mean, he became a hero. Like, but Venom's an anti-hero. I mean, but if you want to look Punisher's at... Punisher's an anti-hero. But, but, but can you really be redeemed because you became your uh, devourer of world's herald? You were single-handedly responsible for billions of people dying. What's up with that? I mean... What Jesus... Okay, oh my God. If Jesus... Would Jesus Christ allow Silver Surfer into heaven? I think so, because he did redeem himself. I mean, well, you know, I mean, it, it, depending on what uh, literature you read on that, if you if you repent sincerely and, and and accept him as your Lord and Savior, then you can go to heaven. So, I mean, it, 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 but but I, I, I just I do agree that you know heralding the the big G to the world's devourers in in the billions that that's a pretty bad thing. But you know, it, it at least it's like. I mean, he didn't want to do it, you know, like, you know, it's like other anti-heroes, you know, they don't sit there and say, 
like I, I like the Punisher doesn't like I didn't want to kill those people. Like no, he wanted to kill those people. You know, like, like he, 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 you know, there's guilt and remorse to me are necessary for you to. Yeah, know. Silver Surfer did have um, remorse, and he did like he's no longer a, he was never really a villain, um, but he was controlled. Yeah. And uh, but he made a choice to turn on. Uh, Galactus and say, look, I'm not killing the b- big blue globe, Earth. So, um, yeah, so it's going to be really interesting uh, what's going to happen with Doctor Strange. Um, looking forward to 9 o'clock p.m. And we'll give a full synopsis of uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Um, and just thank you for listening. Any other parting words, parting shots? We'll see. Uh... Yes. Um, recent events from the Supreme Court have been quite dismaying in regards to uh, the well, slap in the face to a, what, half the population of the country? And, uh, I mean, seriously, what the truck? I mean, we're, 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 we're looking even more and more backward every day, and I have to wonder why anybody, anybody from a European country would bother to interact with these hillbilly Americans that have no paternity leave, that have abysmal maternity leave, that have health care costs that leave you bankrupt, a schooling system that is just atrocious, and um, recently have said, yeah, um, you're forced to have a baby or you'll go to jail. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, we have kind of jumped the shark here as far as where we're going. I... I it's very, I guess, this is kind of like if the Russell or some desktop was in control of America. Well, here you are. Now, I understand people have the, their opinions on that. Um, but pe- women have the right to, should have that right to choose. And should there be caveats on it? Or like, just fine, that's, that's, that's a good debate. But to go back to the 1920s, I, I think it's wrong, and hopefully the Supreme Court will um, come to their senses and say, you know what, maybe this is not the way, right way to go, and um, we'll see. I just know that inflation and just times are tough for people, and um, we, need, we need a hero. Uh, we need people that are going to stand up and be made of sterner stuff, and um, <sighs> We shall see. And um, so for anybody out there that's protesting, continue to protest, continue to speak up. Uh, our superheroes do speak up. So maybe it's time for us to speak up and uh, have a good conversation. Um, if you didn't like the last uh, five minutes of this commentary, well, go clobber yourself. It's clobbering time. And uh, sometimes you have to have real conversations. So. This is a real conversation, this is real events, and um, I want you to kind of be safe out there for anybody that's listening over this period of time. If you're a mother, happy Mother's Day. Um, Kiss your mom, do something nice, and um, look forward to dropping the next episode.